Welcome to The Grind, a podcast about the church planting process and missional strategies to make disciples of all nations. Coming to you from the offices of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention in Little Rock, Arkansas. Now, here are your hosts, Dave McClung and Chad Grigsby. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we gather once again for the second round of live podcasting from the ABSC annual meeting. I am Dave McClung, and with me is my uh, compatriot in crime. Hey, that compatriot, is that a word? Works for me. Hey, we just created a word. (laughs) (laughs) Chad Grigsby. Good to see you, Dave. Glad to see you again. How are your feet? My my feet? Yeah. My feet are fine. (laughs) My feet are pretty tired. (laughs) Your dogs are barking. A lot of standing at these things. I I do tend to do a lot of walking. Mm -hmm. I don't like to do a lot of standing. I stand a lot. If I'm still, I'm going to be sitting down. Well, that's... I'm a That's veteran, nice. Chad. This is 13 <laughs> of these things that I've done. And so, no condolences. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, actually, this may be, yeah, I think it's 13, maybe 14. I don't All right. Know. So anyway, no, it's been a great day and uh, had a great time. We have uh, a few uh, loyal uh, listeners in with us today. Very loyal. In the audience. Say, hey, fellas. Hey fellas. And, uh, <laughs> hey fellas, they're also idiots and uh, generally despicable people. And so, uh, uh, but uh, you know, you, you take what you can get when you're the grind. That, and uh, we will take what we can get. These, time, these yeah. guys were uh, down on the corner and uh, throwing rocks at cars, trying to get them to stop and give them money. And we said, "Hey, why don't you come in out of the cold and?" and listen to our podcast and so they decided to do that and and none of that was true so anyway but uh we're excited to have the right reverend Mm -hmm. uh our buddy not buddy chad but our buddy jarvis smith with us say hey jarvis hey (laughs) jarvis is pastor of second baptist church in west helena arkansas and has been our person of peace for the Delta in uh, all along the east side of the state. He doesn't like it when we brag on him. Well, I'm going to do it anyway because uh, I love this guy. And, uh, and we've been dying to get him. <laughs> He's making faces at me now. <laughs> and so I've been dying to get him on the podcast to kind of talk about what all has been happening in the Delta, what God has been doing, mm. and uh, kind of tell the story of, of what's happening in Arkansas on the Delta. Some things going on that I, I wasn't sure that you know, I'd ever see in my lifetime, and some amazing things. And, and Jarvis has been such a huge part of that. And so, uh, so we wanted to get him on the podcast to talk about that, and kind of talk about you know, big things God has done and where we might go in the future you know, as we continue and engage uh, in the Delta East side of the state. And so, so Jarvis, welcome. Thank you. Thank Glad you for coming on here. with us, buddy. Yeah. And so kind of talk about, you know, for folks who don't know the story of what's gone on, you know, in the last four, five years, uh, this ABSC journey and, and with you in particular, kind of helping us lead that, uh, in the Delta kind of, kind of unpack that story of the Delta for everybody. Try to do that. Try to do that. Thank you. And Chad, uh, for Dave and Chad for the work that you guys do and for your friendship, you know, and, you know, um, you know, and I just say, I don't 
really like it when people call me Reverend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Jarvis. I don't either. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, we we definitely don't want to be on your bad side. Jarvis could beat us up if yes. really badly, so he's a now very strong man. man. So we'll call you whatever <laughs> you want. I said you could, this not that you would. Down here, <laughs> yeah. with the insults, yeah. right? Yeah. No, it it it's really not my story. Right. I mean, um, I guess. One of the things that happens to people who love God, you find yourself in a place where you've got like this awesome testimony of what God has done for you. Yeah. And you start walking with God and as you walk with him, you want more intimacy. You want that. You know, that's something that you as a person, you know, you want that. And so as, as all of this stuff is happening and God is breathing more into your life and hugging you and doing stuff like that, um, you you become more outwardly like focused. And so I'm in Helena, Arkansas. I'm in Helena, West Helena, Arkansas, Eastern Arkansas. And at that point, one person every day of the year was uprooting. Uh, from their job, if they have one, or from their surroundings in eastern Arkansas, and leaving. So that's 365 people a day, families, whatever we were losing. And businesses closing, of course, tax base eroding, crime spiral, you know, out of control. And if you know anything about Helena, West Helena, uh, you will know that if you were to look at our murder rate per capita, whatever, we're probably comparable to places like New York and LA and I know we are, you know, all that stuff is happening and you're walking with God and you're feeling good about what's happening with you. And then you look at our church, our church is probably a hundred was God's church. We're just there. But the, (laughs) the, the fellowship is 110, 111 years old and it's doing pretty good. I mean, you know, but around you, you know, you got these this catastrophic situation, and you try, you preach, you you pull, you do stuff that you think is religious, and you. Everybody kept saying, "There's a spiritual curse on this place," and I don't know if they were using the right words, but you come to realize that. All of the programs, all of the consultants, all of the changing of the guard and the political front, none of that was helping or working. Yeah. And you found out what it is. This ain't a physical problem. Hmm. Yeah. That if we had a million dollars per person given to us the next day, we would still be in the same situation or worse. It was a spiritual and a mental issue. Yeah. And um, now you know. You got to go to God. So we start praying. I mean, just praying, 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 trying to get out of the complacency, trying to move forward. And Mm. um, so I don't know if y'all know, but I'm a director of probation, juvenile probation in eastern Arkansas, Phyllis Lee, Monroe County. So, you know, I have to work for them. I'm at the lunch break. This guy who I never seen before, don't know anything about. Uh, you know, and the last thing I want somebody disturbing my lunch hour. Okay, just <laughs> go nobody just wants go that. Do, no, you know, that's right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Selfish, right? Nah, but this guy who happened to be Willie Jacobs, he, you know, <laughs> eating at one of our very best restaurants, and he comes in. He's like, 
are you so and so and so and so? Yes, I am. And I'm like, what do you want? Who are you? This whole time. <laughs> I am not thing. giving you my I'm, cheeseburger. It's just not going down. <laughs> and he says, I want to talk to you. So he tells me about, you know, the Arkansas Baptist and all the other things and what he heard and all that kind of thing. And I'm like, well, brother, you know, thank you for coming, you know, finding me on my lunch break. I got to go back to work. <laughs> and that's basically where I left it, you know. And he said, well, just pray about it. Now, I'm funny about stuff. I'll pray about anything. Yeah. And I did. And God moved in my heart to um, actually, you know, reach out to him and talk to him. So then we had this long conversation, and then he brought three guys down to interview me. I didn't know I was being interviewed. <laughs> Phil Hall, Tim Wicker. I'm going to call their whole name. <laughs> Phil Hall, Tim Wicker, and Willie Jacobs, they all came down, and we met at our church. And, man, we went through a grueling sort of conversation in that sort of uh, search. Everybody was searching everybody's heart. Yeah. And from that, you know, a uh, relationship was forged. Yeah. I didn't have anything to do with that. I was just eating lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to uh, do. And so it's like, um, yeah, that that that's how the journey began. And so God moved on our hearts and said, you know what? These are the people you need to be partnering with. Yeah. Because we were active in organizations where we were investing finances and time, but the finances would always, Chad, be... Anybody know anything about Delta snakes? <laughs> Whenever you see one, they're running away from you. <laughs> the finances was always going away, and nothing was ever coming back. So that kind of thing was like what we were dealing with. And so here's what happens as a result of that. We just say, okay, we're going to do some stuff, and we're going to try to you know, partner with these people because what they're talking about doing you know, is what we really need. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, when I got up and announced to the church that we were going to become a member of Arkansas Baptist, they said, no, nah, you're going to become a member of Southern Baptist. And we don't do that type of stuff. <laughs> I said, no, we're going to become a member of this team. And these people, God is showing me this. And so if you don't know anything about traditional churches, then this is not, you, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, no. Traditional churches, you got like ten or twelve deacons, and they're, they you've got a board that you have to, you know, and it's the whole thing. So they were saying we're not gonna. So I said, no, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. So we had a meeting. Arkansas Baptist, I think it was like I don't know, my fifteen or twenty Arkansas Baptists who came down, <laughs> Second Baptist, and then our whole board, and we went to praying and talking. And let me tell you something. I had to cut the light out. I had to cut the lights out to get these people out of church. <laughs> I couldn't keep my board in there that long. I mean, they were so excited. Then this one guy, he says, well, you know, I'm never going to vote to be with that. And I was saying, I don't really need your vote. He says, but, you know, I'm not going to go with that because, you know, he had an issue with European Americans, yeah. period. That was his reason. Mm. And uh, he never gotten over or never let God deal with his heart in terms of, you know, who we are as human, human beings. And so when we had like the ratification meeting, this guy was in the hospital. Mm. He got out of the hospital. You got to understand what I'm saying. On his walker, came to the meeting. He said, I'm here for one reason. 
I'm going to stop this partnership. Then he said the wrong thing. This partnership is going to happen over my dead body. He shouldn't have said that. Yeah. God hears you. So we had another meeting for the ratification uh, maybe a week or two after that. He wasn't able to be there. We had had his funeral. Oh, wow. Wow. So there's so many things that God did to accentuate and endorse this whole thing. It was him driving the whole thing. Okay, so yeah, so we we jump in and and we go full force with this whole thing and we come up here and we look around. There are not many people who look like us. <laughs> Just the way it was. Come on, Jarvis, uh, I'm getting close. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I kind of thought Dave, you know, it. Dave with the it's a, it's, beard. It's a little, it's a little pasty up a in little, here. A little, 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 little <laughs> yeah, so that was like, okay, we need to get our people in here, yeah. get them down here. And so, yeah, we got them down here, and they start to – this is the whole thing. Um. We got a call one day from um, headquarters, church planning headquarters, and they were saying, you know what? This guy in Stuttgart, you don't know him, do you? Dr. Sam? No, I don't know him. He says, uh, why don't you tell you guys come together and do something? We talked. God said block part. And so we, we, we did that. When we opened up the streets, we had four streets, literally. And I think there are pictures of that down there at the mm-hmm. church planning site right now. Yeah. We have four streets blocked off. And, you know, we had, and they said 700, we had a thousand of those registration slips we ran out of. Yeah. And we were feeding people all day, preaching to them all day, 40 some people that we lost, got saved. And that was the beginning of sort of the whole avalanche that brought people. Say, wait a minute, we've never seen this before. Uh, not in our city. So you had mayors, you had state representatives, you had state senators, you had all kinds of city council people, school uh, superintendents, you had people coming out the projects, you had black, white, you had Latinos, you had everybody coming together on Park and Hernando. And Lord spoke, ding, ding, I don't really need you to pull all these people together inside this building. I just want you to pull them together. I'll take care of the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like the beginning of what happened. I'll tell you a funny story. When all that happened, I had a couple of people to say, well, we're changing our denomination and this church has been, you know, missionary Baptist for this, 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 which that's absolutely not true. It's just something that somebody was saying. And the Lord, every time somebody says something, he did an amazing thing. Now this is, I'm telling you, it ain't, this is not me. Okay. I want you to understand. I like to go and pretend that I'm working out. I think I told you. <laughs> Jarvis has seen many a weight room. Uh, and uh, just want to let you guys know that he is quite buff. He's got 42-inch biceps. <laughs> look, 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 look. So, so this Sunday morning, right, I'm going to go do my workout and I'm going to come preach, right? But I'm knowing that we got to baptize. And I'm excited about this. So I get up early, you know, six o'clock I go up. So I'm going to run the water when I get finished working out. I'm going to come and turn it off and everything like this. Because, guys, we're baptizing a major gang leader in Helena, Arkansas, in Phillips County. This guy mm-hmm. had all kinds. And his followers are going to be there to watch me get baptized. So I'm excited. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to put on my good suit, man. I'm going to come back, turn this thing off. 
I got to working out. That's the best workout I ever had in my life. I forgot to turn the baptism pool water off. Yeah, so you know what? So the water just kept rising. It goes, and you have to see our church. The water flooded the entire sanctuary. Oh, man. And so deacons and everybody showed up. They said, well, you're going to have to cancel service. The Lord said, no. So we got on the phone and got everybody who had one of those water machines, vacuums, and honestly, man, we were able, by the grace of God, to get all of that water out of there and to dry that carpet enough for that baptism to take place. That was only the enemy trying to keep, you know, God from endorsing what he had done through this partnership. So... We're there. We're getting ready to baptize. Before we can do it, another lady gets up who we had really forgotten about. But she came and shared her testimonies. And I don't know how this happened. I'm just telling y'all. She's a young school teacher. She had cancer. She got up. She said, I just want to tell y'all that this church is praying harder. You guys pray for me. I went to the doctor. And my cancer is healed. Now, I'm not saying if you join, you know, Arkansas Baptist that your cancer will be healed. <laughs> that happened, and it never happened to us before. She got up and made that testimony. And then another person, probably 28, 29 years old, joined our fellowship. So we got like a one, two, three, all the same. And it all almost was, you know, thrown down. Normally, it wouldn't have happened because I flooded the whole sanctuary, <laughs> right? God was mm. trying to tell us. Something. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's been a long journey. They met with us and they said they being Willie, Tim, Dave, all these guys. Uh, well, what can we do now? What 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 is it that needs to happen? What's going on over there on Park and Hernando? How can we? I said, well, there's a couple of things. You know, you uh, first of all, we need to know y'all ain't poverty pimps. Are you here to stay? <laughs> I think it's safe to say that's the first time poverty pimps yeah. has been. Now, the word pimp has probably been used. It's been used times. on this podcast, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Poverty pimps, that's No, awesome. I've never been accused of being one of those, uh, Dave. No, no well, I'm, I'm still not sure what that is. <laughs> well, and, I think we're going to find out. Yeah. And know what it is is people who make careers on the woes mm, of yeah. indigenous and poor people. Yeah. It's a lot of what goes on in our country. When the Bible mm. says if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. And that's biblical. It's a principle. It's not just something that mm. we use as a political thing. And, you know, so what happens, you have, when you have impoverished areas, you have all kinds of folks come in, consultants and all these programs, and they're saying they're there to lift the community up. But the bulk of the money goes to salaries and other issues that make people more complacent and disable them, not enable them. There are no job-ready programs that come through that say hey we're going to funnel you into this they're, they're, you got to make people contributors you don't just heal them and then take care of them right then that's like what was going on so i said to you guys and i meant that and the other folks we said we don't need the poverty pimps we yeah. need the prayer warriors mm-hmm. we need that we yeah. need the folks who are here for the long haul they said we're here for the long haul i said well two things will help us one is the education of our leaders our leaders have to have you know and i'm not saying they have to have phds but we had our people perish for a lack of knowledge yeah mm. you can't lead where you've never been you can't introduce people to somebody that you don't know yeah 
And so they created the Delta Institute. Started in Helena, as you heard, there's six of them right now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that was not something that we mm-hmm. were trying to do. Again, it was God's story, you know. And, and then we started talking about outreach, you know, not in reach, because a lot of churches are concerned about reaching in, you know, but outreach. And that's, uh, that you guys partners with us on that and that thing became a beautiful thing and now we don't have bake sales we don't have uh, 100 red red hats and white you know fishing in the wilderness we don't do any of that we talk about stewardship and outreach yeah there's no three o'clock programs and all that now you know i'm not saying that churches shouldn't do fundraising but if you raise the people the people will be good stewards. Oh, and this is what our programs are about now. They're about outreach, people getting saved. When they get saved, my daddy always told me that when God saves you, saves your heart, he'll save your pocketbook. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that's kind of yeah. like what it's Well, yeah. and I tell you, it, it, it's been an incredible journey. The you know the One Institute in West Helena spawned one in Forest City, then McGee. Fordyce, now Marion, looking at Blyville, El Dorado, uh, Monticello, gosh, Texarkana, I mean, all over. And, uh, and it's, and it's not just been here, here's the, and you kind of applied this and touched on this as well. You know, it's not just theological training to make people smarter. It's developing leaders that then we can send out all over to, to help multiply the kingdom, you know, in the Delta, right. you know, second Baptist West Helena sent four church planters out now. And that, right. that again, not my story, Right, but four and we got one uh, in training now. Right. But all that's kind of come out of this, it you did. know, here guys are getting a sense. Okay. It's not just about attracting people to a building for a service, but there are people out there that need the gospel that need Jesus so now we've got some tools and equipping to go be able to do that, uh, and it's just it's just continuing to multiply. And I, I was uh, I was actually leading worship at First Baptist Stuttgart the Sunday after Second Baptist West Helena and First Baptist Stuttgart came together for that initial block party and kind of just showed a great new picture of the kingdom, you know, to West Helena. And hearing testimony after testimony after testimony from the lay people at First Baptist Guard and how that absolutely just transformed them, yeah. getting to do that and be a part of that. And and Dr. Sam uh, was just recently on the Grind podcast as well and just one of my favorite people on the planet and uh, has had such a passion for not only West Helena and Delta, his community and Stuttgart, which is in the Delta as well, and and uh, just great leaders like that uh, have come alongside Jarvis and Ricky Lattimore and Anthony Banks and Nate Smith. All these guys are eyes that brought us is wading into this, you know, Jansen Newborn. We go on and on and on. All these guys that got us raised up uh, to be uh, leaders in the Delta to say, hey, let's let, let's take this east side of the state for Christ. Yeah. It, it's, it's been powerful. And. Um, the reason why I like the guy's shirt so much is because the day of that block party, I got a Facebook post from another one of our young leaders in the community, <laughs> uh, entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and he's he he actually he sent it to my daughter and she, and he cc'd me kind of and he said um you know what uh shout out to second baptist and he called my name because um he has turned the hood dealing into hope dealing and that's why i like that yeah. right there and what he was talking about was the fact that he saw a multicultural scene yeah in his neighborhood yeah you know cherry street is the district down there where they have the blues fest and all they're used to that but in their neighborhood so many people down there they were excited about that and you know what it Actually, man, one of the greatest things it did for us, Chad, it did cha- it changed the DNA mm. of our church and our community. Yeah, it did wow. that. Yeah, the way they, the way we produce um, disciples, the way we think, rewiring all of that because exposure to people creates relationships. Yeah, yep. And the relationships that people have now are quite different than what they were before in the kingdom. Yeah, in hell, yeah, where we are. So what? So some amazing things have happened. Uh, you know, you've seen you've seen life transformation, <laughs> life transformation. You know, tons of folks giving their life to Jesus. You know, uh, being baptized, lives being changed. What are what are two or three things that you know, you'd love to see moving forward? Hey, here's some things that. Uh, that our listeners can be praying about, you know, for the Delta. Uh, here's some things we we would love to see God do, you know, in the next coming years. Yeah. We need, pray for us to have a Christ-influenced city. We want the measurements of the people in our city to be the measurements of God's word and God's truth. And that's something that's really, really big. The other, the other thing, and I know this stuff seems kind of broad, but this is, we got a lot of stuff working on the ground, but these are things that will really make it go. Christ influenced city. And I think that's part of what's going on in a lot of places. Yeah. The standards of what success is don't have anything to do with Christ. <laughs> and that's what we struggle with in Helena. The other thing is, lean we need you to pray that we would have a a christian uh, population there who leans toward the hurting Hmm. lean leans toward the hurting and um that's going to be really powerful because what people do in impoverished uh, gatherings and cities like that they want the judges they want the lawyers or a few doctors they want all those people to be saved but We've got way more drug addicts and way more mothers, single head of household, which we don't mean to make that derogatory term, but way more people that are struggling and are hurting. And if our people who love God would not just lean toward those or just have a mindset, we want to target, no, lean toward those who are hurting. Yeah. And then God said to me, you know, not I didn't hear his voice audibly speaking like, like, like that. No, I mean, I'm told when you hear voices on the outside, you need to take medicine. I heard this. <laughs> he said to me, the rehabilitated are more reliable. And the reason for that being is when you've been rehabilitated, you have the experience of the journey. Yeah. And you're less likely, if you've really been rehabilitated, you're less likely to... Uh, have some of the struggles that folks who've never been through 
that war has had. The other thing is rehabilitated people have a testimony to coach other folks yeah. who are having problems. Yep. Very difficult to talk about how to get through your hunger if you've never been hungry before. Yeah. So yeah. that's what we need to do in Helena. We need to deal with rehabilitating and lean toward the hurting and pray for a crisis flu city. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I do have a question for you, Travis. <sighs> I was hoping I could. Remember when you can't get off that easy? Remember uh, no. when we played putt putt in Orlando? Yes, we was did. Was that your first time to play putt putt? It was terrible, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> No, me, it was. Let me just apologize because what I wanted to do was to take the golf stick and to beat Chad <laughs> with it because it's not a club; it's a stick oh, when you're playing man. with Chad. No, yeah. no, that was my, that no, was, that was that's that a was, good memory. And yeah. I was, enjoyed that. That was actually not my first time. I'm just bad at it. No, you heard. I'm just teasing you. No, that was fun. Uh, yeah. uh, but you are a, a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. How did that happen? I want to know. It started in childhood. <clears throat> It started in childhood, you know, and Pittsburgh Steelers are the, like, to me, they're like what NFL football used to be about. They always got that defense. And I, I tell you what I like about so them. So you were Steel Curtain. Before that. Fan. I'm Before Joe Gilliam. Steel Curtain. Oh, wow. Go back to Joe Gilliam. Okay. Wow. And, then, and then Terry Bradshaw, who took Joe Gilliam's job. Yeah. And then, um, of course, you have Terry Hanready, who was just as good as Bradshaw, but Bradshaw looked more like football. Right. And then you got Franco Harris. Yeah. And you got all the – I go back there. And what – you really want to know why? I, I do. I, I do. Because back in those days, there were very few NFL teams – who were actually colorblind mm. and who actually played the best players. Yeah. That's NFL awesome. uh Pittsburgh Steelers did that. That's because cool. you could play, um, you got your spot. And I like that about them. Yeah. They didn't win just because um, you know, they won because they put the best players on the field. Yeah. Mm. And that was very rare back then. Dude, I'm that, telling you how old I am now. Those, <laughs> I tell you, man, those teams with Bradshaw, Harris uh Elsie Greenwood, yeah. Green Joe Green, yeah. uh Lynn Swan. Mm -hmm. uh, man, those guys. John Stallworth. Oh, I would go on and on and on. on, and on. Hey, fun fact, my mom dated Terry Bradshaw in college. Are you kidding me? Are you yeah, at Louisiana Tech. So you wanted to get that out there. That's just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. To show yeah. that he could be Terry Bradshaw's son. Love child. Yeah. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so uh <laughs> That we got a we got a question, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mom. We got a question from our live studio audience here. Okay. Uh, how do you know? You talked about a person being re rehabilitated, right? So, how do you know if a person is really uh, rehabilitated? Right. So, the rehabilitation. I mean, I, I may not be qualified to answer this question actually, <laughs> but I can give you uh, what we've seen in. From I'm like the juvenile probation officer and a whole lot of other stuff, pastor and all that. You 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 know a person is rehabilitated because the tree is known by the fruit that mm -hmm. it bears, and the consistency is what you're going to see in a person who's rehabilitated. Mm -hmm. And not only that, it's not just the consistency of maintaining, but you'll see growth. Mm. Now, if a person is saying they're rehabilitating, but they're still hanging around the same people and still going to the same spots and you don't see any kind of fruit of you know them growing into other areas of productivity then perhaps you need to check on that rehabilitation yeah. that's gonna be a real tough thing 
if you're rehabilitated, you're going to grow and seek new ground and you're going to gain new ground, not maintain. Yeah. Yeah. Good word. That's great. That's great. Well, Jarvis, man, thanks so much for coming and hanging out with us. Uh, I, man, I just love love you, and mm-hmm. friendship you guys, is, is mm-hmm. awesome. And, we're, I, man, we are so excited about things to come. Uh, God's already been great uh, in, in what's going on in Delta, but I just I just see so, even so greater things So can I just coming. ask God to pray with us no. for our – Yes. No. Our, yes. Our, well, not too much. <laughs> <if, laughs> real people no, like like we're having a pre-thanksgiving outreach we've asked mm-hmm. god to give 50 souls we all touch and agree that he would do that yeah we're gonna give away turkeys the turkeys are fine but <laughs> you know we want 50 we want god to do 50 souls for mm-hmm. y'all help me yeah, yeah. thank you yeah. 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 yeah yeah hey let's just pray about that yeah. right now yeah father we thank you so much uh for uh what you're doing uh on the east side of our state god uh jarvis has a request that uh as they do this thanksgiving outreach and they're going to be feeding some people and encouraging some people and loving on the hurting as he talked about leaning in to to hurting people we got our our big prayer beyond the uh filling bellies full of food and and uh providing a friendly environment for that to take place Lord, we want to see life transformation god we want to see your gospel take root and and change lives Mm -hmm. and so that uh, that it's not just an, an outward rehabilitation, but an inward transformation. And so, God, just you, you've already started doing this in many people. God, I know that, that Jarvis could point to person after person after person that they're praying for yeah. and loving on and praying that that, yeah. uh, that gospel seed would take root and produce uh, a new life uh, in, in those folks. And so, Lord, you know you know who those people are and need to be. And so, God, we're, we're just coming together right now praying for 50 people who would come to, to know you as Savior and Lord and that their lives would no longer be the same again. And so, Jesus, we love you. Thank you for choosing to use us to be a part of what you're doing. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, bro. Appreciate hey, you. I, I was going to say, too, Jarvis, you know, a couple of times you said that's not my story, but this, but, I mean, you really were – and have been and are a catalyst for what God's doing. And your obedience has led to so many other things. And I think it took a lot of courage for uh, a man of color to be willing to step into a pasty white denomination <laughs> that now as you look around this annual meeting, there's diversity. Uh, there, There's not a, just a little peppering of color. We We are becoming more and more diverse because of your obedience and I, I think that takes a ton of courage to step into something like that and i just want to say i appreciate that can about i say you. thank you and then you can just <laughs> leave it alone yes. yeah yeah but yeah. but i i just appreciate you yeah. being willing to do that yeah. and 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 what it's meant to people like me to know people like you and build a friendship and and it's just changing you're officially cool now. thanks <laughs> finally <laughs> finally <laughs> arrived <laughs> Even if you are bad at putt-putts. So. Yeah, buddy uh, Chad is now cool. <laughs> anyway, so really appreciate you, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So much. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and join us once again uh, for this unique episode of The Grind here at the ABSC Annual Meeting. And uh, stay tuned, and we'll be back with some, some new guests coming soon. Dave is out. Keep grinding. Okay.